following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Stank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 117 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrump. And this is Stank. Welcome to the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Tees. We bring you these episodes brand new every Monday right here on this very feed. Uh, if you want to hear some more of us, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. If you want to give us a follow over on social media, we're at PWTCast on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Dave, this uh, intro is coming to you live from yes. the Jericho Cruise. Um, we actually just finished recording what was a series of podcasts uh, throughout the week that we did, uh, sort of like a daily diary. A fl- uh- yeah, a live blog, yeah, sort of thing. Um, which, funny enough, like we, you know, we always talked about, like, oh, the seamen is going to seepen. <sighs> Did not happen until uh, it really set in. It really set in now, specifically. We were, I think it's, we were in a delirium mom- just moments ago. For Some, the, there's a ghost farting outside. Yeah, That's so, not much of a delirium. Where I'm, I'm going to address the elephant in the room. Some of you guys may hear some fucking like loud noises and loud banging. I, oh, I thought you were talking directly to me. <laughs> That's a fat joke. <laughs> um, we don't know what's going on with the boat. There's like some loud noises. This, this may not get out to you because, according to Ryan, the boat is literally yeah. so falling apart. The whole time we were recording, we thought it was neighbors like banging on the, like banging on the wall or yeah. something. Perhaps we were being too loud. I was playing Booty Collins at one point. It's true. For those of you unaware, Booty Collins is uh, "I'd Rather Be With You." Sounds very similar to Childish Gambino's "Red Bone" to the point where Childish Gambino credited him mm-hmm. on that very podcast, mm-hmm. uh, on that very song. This is the podcast. Um, but at one point, we looked in the group chat, and Ryan's like, "There's something going on outside our room," and it sounds like the boat is about to fall apart. And that was what we heard. I kept thinking maybe it was the the owl that was outside of Danhausen's room. Very spooky. Yeah, for those of you guys who follow um, Danhausen, there's an owl outside his room. Danhausen, little Danhausen, gotta love that Danhausen. Dude, what would you do if you looked out on the balcony and saw like a glowing kaiju eye? I would probably <sighs> leave the country and never come back. I mean, you can't leave a country. In- <laughs> It'd be one of those things. Like I always thought, like. You'd be like, I fucking knew it, and then you die. And what does it matter if you knew it or not? Yeah, I don't know. I honestly, if I saw glowing kaiju eyes, I would just grab the curtain, put it yeah. all the way over there. Um, but yeah, the last week or so, we've been uh, on the Jericho cruise, which again, it, it's been a lot of fun. Like yeah. I've, I, I've had fun on all three of them now. You know, last two included. Uh, and yeah, you know, we, we went ahead and recorded, pre-recorded this week's episode, of course, with Wes Allen and Ashley Allen, you know, in which we talk about Midsummer, which kind of to top off the Halloween week. David, it's Halloween week. Do you have your plans yet for Halloween? Well, um, you know, for the last several weeks, uh, Jimmy and his wonderful girlfriend, uh, Beth, have been the custodians of a Squid Game manager's outfit that I've had commissioned. Um... Beth Reuter has been uh, one a wonderful painter. She painted a, a picture of my dog Rocky after he passed that literally I wept openly. Beautiful crocodile tears. But um, she is also a great clothes maker. I, I've seen her on Instagram. Give her a follow. Um, but like you know, everyone was crazy about Squid Game, my daughter included, and she's like, "Oh, could, could I be one of them?" So. I commissioned a suit. It should be ready by the time I get back. And, you know, we're going to do a little trick-or-treating. Yeah. Squid game style. Sounds like fun. Um, 
uh, this year I'm going dressed as Donnie Darko. Mm-hmm. I, I've mentioned it at nauseum mm-hmm. how I'm finally I got the tattoo at 15 and now at 13 years later the circle is complete. Circle is complete. I wish I could go as Frank from Donnie Darko though, mm-hmm. but I can't put on that rabbit mask. I wish I could wear a mask, but I have these stupid glasses. Mm-hmm. These little stupid eyes of mine. Um, your, your anatomy stinks. Yeah. No, I, I love your anatomy. Thank you, babe. Uh, yeah, no, exciting time. Hall- weird though, Halloween is on a Sunday. Yes. <sighs> yeah, not really. It seems perverse. Yeah, not 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 too excited about that. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, ex- excited about Halloween and um, just again, October felt like it went by so quick. Yeah, I mean, it, it was busy leading up to the cruise. We were doing, making preparations, you know, so the customers get stuff. And then the cruise happens, right? And then after that, it's all, all of a sudden it's October and it's almost Christmas. I mean, we skip Thanksgiving. I don't. I'm not big on things. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not a big Thanksgiving person. Yeah. Like, he hates giving. I'm a huge Thanksgiving person. Unfortunately, I don't think we're doing that this year. I, I'm just Thanksgiving is what I refer to November as. Which yeah. funny, so I I talked about I no I would have talked I wouldn't have talked about it. I would have talked about it with Kurt Remo because Kurt Remo it, it it would make sense why to you at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so my cousin and her wife, or her now soon her cousin and her girlfriend. My cousin's birthday is Thanksgiving Day, uh, yeah. and her girlfriend sent me an invitation for a birthday party mm-hmm. and i was just like it, it, i was like, oh, maybe i'll go maybe i won't go then like a day or two later uh my other cousin calls me her sister and she's like they're gonna get married that day in secret before the party and then the party isn't going to be a birthday party it's going to be like a, a wedding, wedding celebration yeah but they refuse to tell anybody. So my cousin has been tasked with informing the rest of the family because, of course, my very reaction is, yeah, maybe I'll go to the party. Right. Maybe I won't. When instead it should be There's like, a little more gravity to it now. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that will probably take up my Thanksgiving. Like mm-hmm. um, that or I might be in Indiana. I don't know how a vegan thanksgiving works but it's also again it's just i'm sorry that's got to be the worst (laughs) well her family isn't vegan she is yeah but which would make you vegan yeah it's that famous uh, pulp fiction line my girlfriend's vegetarian so that makes me vegetarian too but goddamn i love a tasty burger oh god i've had so many tasty burgers on this cruise yeah um yeah, so I don't know about Thanksgiving, but Christmas, yeah, Christmas is usually fun. Like, I love, I mean, I should have started Christmas shopping for a lot of people, but some, mm-hmm. but Uncle Scrump spent his money on a cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be fine. Like, I really only, like, I mean, there's there's a lot less people this year I have to buy presents for, uh, which is, you know, which is fine. Um, it's becoming a trend with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't mean to. Yeah, you're a little troublemaker, aren't you? But uh, I'm somewhat of a... They call me the, uh, who's the fucking, who's the guy who plays the Godfather? Marlon Brando? Yeah, I'm like the Marlon Brando of pro wrestling tees. If Mark, if Mark Villanueva can be the hangman page of pro wrestling tees, why can I be the Marlon Brando? It's true. Yeah. It's true. Um, 
but yeah, no, Christmas is usually a really fun time, especially around the shop, because again, we know we do Secret Santa, and mm-hmm. it's always just everyone buying gifts for everyone anyway. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, again, it's just it's gone by so quick. And October, again, one of my real favorite holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just wondering what the weather is going to be like when we get back to Chicago, because unfortunately, rumors is going to be bad. Oof. Yeah, that should be that should be fun. Um, as again, I have gotten accustomed to like this nicer, warmer weather. Yeah, and uh, I mean, but I mean, what a fitting way to kind of end and round out our our Halloween celebration for the month than with the Allen Clan, right? Like they love Halloween. I think during the interview we we referred to Halloween as like purge for the children because like they get to do all the naughty things that they're not supposed to, like talk to strangers, receive candy, run around in a mask at night. Well, it's funny too because like. So my, you know, my immediate family, my family at home, like we really, we didn't really ever celebrate a lot of holidays and not for any other reason other than like, it's just, you know, it was like our birthdays, like 4th of July, we would sometimes go to Bensonville with like family friends. Um, But like Halloween was was when you stood for the Pledge of Allegiance. That was when I stood for the Pledge of Allegiance. (laughs) Now I have a, a different stance. Yeah. Um, but no, um, Halloween and Christmas were just two of the bigger ones. Right. And I think in part was like, my dad is a giant child. So he just, he really likes spooking like the, the neighbor kids and just like us as well. And then Christmas, you know, there was one Christmas where he, he dressed up as Santa, where my dad went to the bathroom and then Santa Claus showed up. And then I was like, wait, no, let's wait for my dad. And they were like, no, no, no. Like, it, my mom's like, it's okay. Santa really has to go. And Santa Claus didn't speak, which I thought was weird. And then he gave me exactly what I wanted. And then as I was opening it, you know, Santa Claus left. And I was so excited opening up this gift that my dad came in from the bathroom. Hey, what happened? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, oh, what happened? And I was like, oh, fuck, this fucking idiot just missed Santa Claus. Um, I mean, it could have ended up like Gremlins where your dad ended up in the chimney. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the way I <laughs> the, the way I always think remember, of it. Do you remember earlier we were recording and Brad said we were talking about someone at the shop? And was, uh, never mind. That's just it's inside baseball. Inside yeah. baseball. But like, yeah, as a kid, like you're most excited for Halloween and then Christmas, and it's like the bread to like like if you had like a holiday sandwich, you'd have. The bread being Halloween and Christmas, and then the adult holiday is Thanksgiving because everyone's preparing shit and making yams and whatever the fuck, eight turkeys and all that stuff. Like, I think adults kind of dread. It's fun, but there's so much preparation, especially if you're hosting other families. So, you know, the highlights are really Halloween and Christmas. But yeah, we're we're celebrating Halloween with this episode. So, and again, my new favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. Yes, which again we probably won't be doing. My wife th- Annie is disappointed, but I think I'm doing a a friendsgiving with some of my friends from grammar school, but I don't remember the date. Well, you might be in trouble. Yeah, but uh, no, you know, sort of regardless. Uh, again, this is clearly. Um, a little different of an episode of the PWT cast, but yeah, I'm excited again. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Halloween this, you know, this upcoming weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, like let us know if any of you guys are doing any cool, like wrestling themed costumes. Cause that's always fun. We saw, again, we mentioned 
Yes. Did we mention? Oh, I don't believe we mentioned it on here. We'll go ahead and mention it. A little bit of a spoiler for the last episode that we just recorded. Um, after we had dinner tonight, uh, you know, Ryan was like, "Oh, where, where, where do you go?" He's like, "Oh, he's like, look, there's everybody taking look. There's everybody taking pictures with Joe." And we thought he was joking. Be- clearly, from that manner in, in in the way that he said it, that everyone's taking pictures with Joe. And we couldn't see Joe until we went downstairs. And bam, there the man was dressed in a fucking awesome Sabu costume. He looked exactly like Sabu. Exactly like it Sabu. Was alarming. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I posted it on my Instagram story. If any of you guys follow me, I took a picture of him with us. I'll post that at some point this week. There yeah. was a lot of fun pictures. A lot of pictures we took that I won't post. There was a lot of pictures that we took that uh, I do want to post, including the one of me, you, and Jeremy, a bunch of handsome boys. Yeah. Bahama boys. Bahama boys. I wish I would have gotten Frank a shirt. Yeah, he did seem a little salty about he it. He did seem a little bit salty about it. But. And that's the thing about Frank. Like, 99 times out of 10, he no-sells everything. He's too cool for school, but I think this would have meant a lot to him. Next time, though, for sure. Yeah, definitely next time we'll, we'll include him in the Bahama Boy festivities. Uh, but yeah, uh, David, as far as, again, by virtue of the fact that we've been on a boat, mm-hmm. I haven't been keeping up with much like uh, news going on. I've not been able to listen. I have like a week's worth of podcasts that I can't listen to. Right. I've. I wonder what's going on with Alec Baldwin. Don't laugh about it. <laughs> Hold it in. He's probably doing okay. It, it's 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 not a funny thing. It's just we were recording. He's normally a straight shooter. Oh <laughs> my god! It's not a funny situation. It is a really yes. fucked up situation. But we're being were, very flippant right now. Yeah, it was fucked up because, listen, at one point on the boat, we're doing karaoke. We're not doing karaoke. We're waiting for Taffy to do karaoke. And me and Cousin Jeremy are sitting there, and Ryan goes, Dude, Alec Baldwin killed someone today. Which sounds so absurd. It sounds so absurd. Yeah, and then I look it up, and it was a terrible story. A terrible story yeah. that happened that, like, it, if anything that came from the Brandon Lee situation was that, one, like, they went about trying to which sounds silly right. uh, trying to be safer when using guns and right. and things like that but clearly it's still there's still been accidents since then and, and this accident yeah. again was also very unfortunate um my condolences you know to to the dp who you know she lost her life and uh, at last i saw you know the director she was still kind of in critical condition so hopefully you know fucking yeah i mean <laughs> Not to introduce the episode on such a downer, but like, I always think, like, um, to me, this proves why sometimes maybe, I I believe in the Second Amendment, but sometimes citizens maybe shouldn't have guns. Because, like, if you're on a set for a pretend movie with an armorer whose job is to make the fake gun not not really kill people, and it still sometimes happens, maybe it's not the safest hobby. I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to be incendiary, but uh, you know, what are you gonna do? It sucks. The whole situation sucks. Yeah, um, and I can't I, imagine being anyone that worked on that movie right now. Oh, well, like, it, yeah, like, do you finish the movie? Right. It, it, would be, it would be a shame if you didn't. It'd be it a shame if like, the movie didn't like do well financially, because then it's like, well, these people sort of lost their lives in and in, in trying to create a piece of art that. It, we'll never see the light of day. We'll never see the light of day, and yeah. just won't get won't get the proper, like uh, proper love that it should. 
Yeah. And it sucks. So again, all our condolences with it. And I'm sure as time goes on and things are sort of updated with, you know, what's going on with the whole case, you know, we'll be able to talk about it some more. But yeah. it's sort of in the lighter bit of news. Um, are you aware of this cover that uh, what was it? Entertainment Magazine dropped? Mm-mm. Spider-Man. So they dropped a, a magazine cover. Mm-hmm. Um, some There's a picture of, of Spider-Man being chased by Doc Ock mm-hmm. that, you know, they released. It looked pretty cool. Um However, the alternate cover for this magazine seemingly confirms the appearance of uh, the Sandman. Like there is a oh Thomas Hayden Church. Yes, mm. I mean not Thomas Hayden Church, but probably. a sand-like creature. Yes, yeah. yeah there is a is a, a fist kind of. It's like a hand making this a sand fist going that way with like a black and green colorway around it, which again uh, very similar to Flint Marcos yeah. in the comics. So seemingly confirming, you know, a, a third member of the, the Sinister sink. Six. Yeah, it, again, that should be very fun. Like it's they're going for it and i'm fucking with it man and i don't i don't believe this is really tom holland's last foray into no. uh the mcu as spider-man is very much just like i feel like they're handing the baton to sony for a little bit or maybe another spider i mean, again i've been saying since day one we will be seeing three spider-men yeah. including tom holland yeah. you know so three plus one you do math quick maths um also uh, very quickly um did you see the news about Hulk? Hogan? Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> we don't like. The there's Hulk. yeah. There's uh, yeah. No, I didn't rumor know. has it there is a Planet Hulk movie in the works. Uh, Marvel's a, supposedly gotten the rights back to Marvel, and they are working on developing a, pl- a World War Hulk movie. Actually, which is weird because they kind of already halfway did it. They did, but I, I, there was still story to tell there because they didn't go all the way in as right. far as like you know, didn't like, see a mother and child, didn't see a mother and child, and and things of that nature. We did have Korg and Meek, which were a big part of the story. Yeah, my name's Korg. Is my is, is my mate Meek? Yeah, he's dead. I'm a rock monster. Uh, so what you're saying is you had a relationship with this Emma? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you the pulled. pulled you off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. This is a uh, this is three swords and a, you know, maybe good for like three vampires. Yeah. They're all together. Uh, God, I love, I love Taika Oh, he's he's living his best life. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of a throuple, that guy living his fucking best life mm-hmm. allegedly. Um, but yeah, I've continuously said like Hulk to me is uh, one of those characters where it's like I don't. I don't care to see your own movie, you know, much like Venom, Punisher. It's like, I want to see you in there. Get your shit, you know, show up, get your shit in, and then get the fuck out. Like, that's really all I yeah. care about. I um, mean, all I got to say is, if we're getting mutants, we have to see Hulk versus Wolverine. If that fucking shit doesn't happen, I'm going to... Kevin, F, you're in trouble. I'm coming for you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kind of excited for that as well. But, I mean, we'll see. Again, a lot of stuff, right. a lot of movie dates also did get pushed back, which is annoying. But, like, it, it looks it looks like there's a strike coming. So yeah. that might sort of compensate for that. And I'm with them. Fuck yeah. that. Fuck yeah. Strike. Fuck yeah. No, no, no. Fuck them. I'm no, fuck, I mean, fuck, fuck, the, uh, fuck the man. Yeah, fuck the man. Yeah, yeah. like, these people, these people fucking do a lot. And for them, the, what they're asking for is, it's it's not a lot. It's the right. bare minimum. They're essentially like, hey, can you treat us like human beings? Can we get cost of living yeah. upgrades? Yeah. And these studios are like, no, don't want to. Um, so, hey, uh, hopefully that doesn't affect too much, you know, things too much. But 
Um, yeah, again, just kind of quicker, quicker of an intro. But the, the long intro, <laughs> yeah, pretty bit of a long intro. Uh, so, all right, uh, th- there will be an episode this week of Scrump and Stings Family Video coming out this Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, talking about Kevin Smith's Tusk, 2014 mm-hmm. Tusk. You know, a really fun episode. So, looking forward to that. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get into this week's episode, talking Midsummer with uh, the lovely Wes and Ashley Allen. Dave, Halloween season continues here at the PWT cast. Uh, you know, we covered Beetlejuice, we covered Scream, and I thought, what's scarier than, you know, a demon that won't go away? What's scarier than than two teenagers that just want to live out this horror fantasy? Um, and the only thing I could think of was uh, a deteriorating relationship in which neither of the two know when to break up with each other, and so they travel to Europe thinking it'll fix things. Um, because that's just that's scarier to me than, you know, the aforementioned uh, killers, horror movie stuff that I mentioned before. And, of course, if we were going to be talking about um, – 2019's Midsummer. Well, I had to call the club in, and of course, I'm talking about the Allen Club. I'm talking about the patriarch and the matriarch of the Allen Club, uh, Wes and Ashley Allen, who uh, let me stay at their beautiful home just a few weeks ago. So uh, I'm very happy to have them here. Wes, Ashley, how are you two doing? Hey guys. Hi. It's uh, it's uh, it's funny. Right before we jumped on, I was just uh, uh, like. We're watching Slumber Party Massacre too, and and Ashley apparently doesn't have a refined enough palate to know art when she sees it, mm. and so we're <laughs> we are uh, we're at a stalemate on opinions on that movie. I I'm going to lean towards me being right on it being fine art, but mm. you know well, well, it's see, not. That's the thing I love about us is that occasionally Stank will have me watch something like just weird. Like Dave, what was the troll movie? Oh, border. Yeah, like when yeah, when I, when I oh, like when I posted like the episode for border, there was <laughs> one person that responded, and uh, it, yeah, it, it was Wes, and you were just like, it's so fucked up, I love it, and I'm like, <laughs> like I I didn't hate that one. I no, was definitely interested. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely didn't hate it either. It was just like the weird sex scene that. <laughs> Where I was just like, wait, what is going on? Dude, I fucking love that movie so much. It's so good. I got so excited when you guys watched it that I was immediately texting. I'm like, oh, the movie's so fucking wild. I'm so glad you watched it. Well, I, I think there is something to like most people make like Halloween movie lists, you know, or Halloween movies yeah. that they want to watch. And there's, you know, your, your Nightmare on Elm Street, your Friday the 13th, you know, which is fine. That's cool. But, like, when people pick something obscure or just something that you wouldn't necessarily think, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, they're a yeah. little fun. There are also some weird ones where, like, people will be like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, a Clockwork Orange. And I'm like, well, sure. Like, mm-hmm. is that really, like... It's... Yeah. I, if, if I'm going to choose a Kubrick movie, I'm going to lean on The Shining, in the terms Halloween. of like Halloween lists yeah. before I would clock sure. orange. Yeah. And well, like, obviously, I mean, because um, we're friends, I, I know, but for the listeners at home, how, how big is Halloween in, you know, with the Allen club? Well, well, being, <laughs> uh, being a 
disgusting leftist atheist pigs, uh, Christmas is not a big deal to us. Can you see? <laughs> um, look, look, look right in between. Oh, Sam, yeah, see? Sam's right there. He, <laughs> Sam's in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, uh, he's the guardian of the <laughs> Citadel. Um, we uh, Halloween's a huge deal here. Like we go all out. We're one of the houses and in, in I've heard so many because I'm working out at the school and so many people have been like, oh my God, your house looks so cool. Like I don't know if they realized that it was me or if they just never had the opportunity to be like, hey, your house looks super cool. I just keep going. It's not even done yet, but thanks. <laughs> it's always done in waves because there's so much shit we got to do, but, and we always end up adding stuff, but Halloween's a huge deal here. It's I mean, so we're fun. We're kind of a year around people. Like we're not weirdos that are like, leave it all up all year. Like, you know, you gotta, no, you gotta don't. have some, you know, we've got enough weird shit in this house. <laughs> Leaving Halloween decorations up for 12 months is the least of our concerns. Yeah. Like I, th- Again, with me being just where I live, like that's one of those things that almost sort of bums me out because like none of these second condos over here are putting up any yeah. sort of Halloween decorations. Yeah. Dave, what about yourself out like mm. out um in your neighborhood? Is are is everyone decorating big for Halloween? Uh we're starting to see a transition in the neighborhood where you know, where we're at most of the most of the houses are people that have adult kids that have gone on. So mm-hmm. um for a while it was kind of, and it's a dead end street. So like there wasn't a lot of trick or treaters coming down that way. And, you know, everyone got smart and they were starting to go to like the richer new subdivisions where everyone had like the sure. nicest communities and, and the biggest displays. But now we're yeah. starting to see some families move in with kids. And, you know, just yesterday it, it was kind of weird there, there's kids riding up and down the street on their razor scooters and stuff like screaming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the hell? And, and then, you know, I felt like an old man getting ready to yell at people about being on my lawn. Stand out on your porch. Yeah. Why trying to read a book? But, <laughs> but like I, I really think like this year we're gonna start seeing some really good activity, which which is great because like I like handing candy out to people and scaring people that come to my house and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple years where we bought so much candy and we'd have like two people ring our doorbell. And it was oh, like me and my wife sucks. were really bummed out. Cause like, we like seeing the kids costumes and like, yep. you know, we, we, we just did a thing about uh, Dracula and like, to me, most kids learn about vampires as part of like the Halloween ritual, you know? And, yes. and like, it, it's cool to see the discovery and like, especially you'll see like a kid just starting out doing trick-or-treating and they're really scared mm-hmm. and they can't they can't look at you and they just hold their bag out and then right. you look a couple houses down and they're like trick-or-treat and then they get it you know like give me some candy yes. so yep yep it's I, it's it's a rite of passage yes for kids like that yeah. like getting over that hump of being scared to walk up to the house that has all the decorations out i really yeah. think that's a that's a growth thing as a <laughs> as a human being well, and, and not only that, as a kid, you get to do so many things that you're told not to, like mm. taking candy yeah. from strangers or yeah. <laughs> dressing up like a ghoul and running around. It, it, like there, there's like a, a small amount of mischief. And like mm-hmm. when you're yeah. a kid, you're like, I shouldn't be doing this, but they let me do it. It's like it's like a mini purge for children. Yes, that's a <laughs> yes, that's a great example. It's it's like the uh 
It's the consumer friendly purge. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I love it. It, it. Much like, like we celebrate Christmas really big here. We're, we're not mm-hmm. that religious, but like, you know, oh, yeah. part of that also is like seeing kids open up presents. So like, yes. it's, it's, yeah. it's like a, it's like a Hollywood or it's like a Christmas primer is Halloween for me. So yeah. 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 And we decorate for Christmas too. Like big outside decorate oh, yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. Okay. You do? Okay. See, yeah. and I've been trying to Okay. I've never been a Christmas person like at all, but living where we do and living on a corner and like on a mm-hmm. big street, I'm always like, we should really like at least put up some lights around the house or something. A little festive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, I have two trees though that I'm, you know, we definitely like, so we do it big because we like in terms of like with the kids, like th- that's a big deal for us. Like the same yeah. in the same way Halloween is. Yeah. Um, but like for us, for she and I, like we don't give a shit, you know, right. like, <laughs> um, but it's exciting to watch the kids open up in terms of like decorating outside though. He's like all, He's just, a, I'm just like, I, <laughs> I but our know. house I, currently looks like a, I, I don't even know. I mean, no, well, like this, I prefer, like oh, yeah. I prefer this, you know, like <laughs> yeah. I prefer all the, we've got like giant spiders. that looks like they're crawling up the house and a huge spider in the yard, giant spider web that goes from the one point of our porch, all the way out fans across one side. Like, you know, we got like a big, it looks like a, like something I, I assume cannibals would cook humans in. We've built <laughs> oh, like a cauldron yeah, with yeah. skulls and like, yeah. You know, we got skeletons everywhere. And I did like, that last year when, I mean, we couldn't really go to many places. And I had, we had a limb come down in our backyard and I was like, oh, I'm going to build something. And I built that. It's like, just like a thing, tripod, yeah. like thing that a cauldron hangs on. And then I did a scarecrow with part of it last year, but it just didn't really. No. So this year we've made it more look. I like, I was like, the more skulls we put on this thing, the more it looks like something from Cannibal Holocaust. So <laughs> let's, let's do that. <laughs> Make it real evil. But yeah. our elderly neighbors next door are always like, it looks so nice. <laughs> you guys are doing such a good job. I'm like, How oh, cute. thanks. <laughs> and I want to be like, we do it for the fucking devil. But, like they're nice people. So. <laughs> See, yeah. like that that sounds so much fun. And it's funny because like I like I mentioned, I was at your guys's, you know, mm. uh house like a month ago, maybe, if that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the one thing that I like I mentioned to Dave was how cool it was. Like I was like, Yeah, I'm just driving up and then I'm driving past this like you know, this big old cemetery, and then <clears throat> right next to the cemetery is this big old cornfield, and I'm just like, Yeah, this is yeah, like, I love yeah. this kind of shit. And it would, I'm like, and it makes sense knowing you guys that I'm like, this is where they would live. Like, yeah, there is something to like that like small town feel because like I, I find there is. you know with, with most horror movies it's it's like sure you could set it in like downtown Chicago, but like yeah. sure, how much fun would that really be? And it's almost cliche at this point to like yeah keep it in like a small town setting but there is something to like like because even when i go to like dave's house like dave's at a dead end mm. like at night it's okay. so creepy because there's yeah. not that many lights that i'm just like oh shit like you know what, yeah like what's at the end of that street um, yeah a dead end street there it that is eternally eerie yeah like you know it's amazing because like I don't know what's at the, on the other side of the dead end, Dave, but like where my grandma, when I was growing up, my grandma is kind of the person that ushered in horror movies for me when I'd stay at her house. She lived on a dead end street. 
And what was funny was at that dead end, there was a ball field to the left, but the right was just woods. So mm-hmm. at night, there's one solitary streetlight and it's just darkness over there. <laughs> so I would like go and rent a bunch of horror movies and watch them. And then I'd be laying on her couch, looking out the picture window, like, man, I really screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For, for us at the end of our dead end, there's open field, which now eerily, there's a bunch of pumpkins growing out there. And then, yeah, that's uh, creepy. There's a, there's a big creek. And so, like you know, when our dog was still around, we would we'd take the dog out there. He loved running through the creek and stuff. But then, yeah. the neighbors at the end of the dead end, like no one ever goes that far, and they're always doing like huge bonfires. So at mm. night, like all the trees are glowing and stuff. It looks really <laughs> creepy. But, um, very cool. Where, it's a it's a very cool dead end. That's where the witch coven. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my people. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just based on like. Uh, and again, in like the Dracula episode, Dave and I talk about like there's a lot of things we're just based on like our old lizard brains that it, like, still will scare us. And I think it's just something about the forest because, yeah, mm, like again, I'm not I'm not really like a, a superstitious person. I'm not like I don't get scared easily. But there's something <laughs> still about driving past the wood where you're like something is there. Something yes, watching. absolutely. Like, watch yeah. It's the fear of the ocean. It's a fear of open water. Like at the deepest depths of the ocean, we've never seen, you know, what, what could be there. That's, that's the scary part. That's the, but that's the fun part. I think going back to the small town thing, that's what makes small towns so perfect for like a horror movie or a, a horror urban legend sort of thing, because when you have a small town, it's a community where by and large, most people will know each other. So if something shakes that community, it it offsets the balance of harmony in terms of like how people are are conducting their lives, because we've just got this small community and we all know each other. And that's so-and-so's brother and his uncle. And then someone gets viciously murdered. Oh, my God. What do we all do? Everyone's a suspect. Everyone's in, uh, you know, taking everyone into question. That's. That's what makes small towns perfect for for scary horror movie type stuff, I think. Or they bring the outsiders in so that they can kill them. <laughs> yeah, which is is also another terrifying thing too where like and especially yeah. in horror movies like and I get it. It's one of those things that I talk about where it's like conditioning through horror movies. They they can't know all the tropes as far as it comes as as far as horror movies go because then it's just no fun you know i mean yeah. you can and do it in a similar vein as they do in scream but there is something where like it is frustrating when you're just like no don't split up that is the worst possible thing you can do don't split up or don't yeah. go, don't go to this hippie commune with these with this stranger that you just met like right. yeah uh, yes or, absolutely yeah like even then it's one, like I, I wouldn't do all that. But two, it's like the minute I show up and I see just how friendly everyone is, there, there's like, oh, sorry, I left my keys. Something's in, wrong. Yeah, I left my isn't keys that, in America. Isn't that what you know? That's one funny thing too about about how damaged we are as people is when you see people that are being kind and generous <laughs> and compassionate and giving. Our human instinct is to be like, they're going to try and kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we instantly become suspicious of kindness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that's, I, I, and I feel like that's more of a, uh, 
a view on on who we are as a people that kindness equals suspicious behavior yeah (laughs) i mean and it yeah it, it definitely is something something along the lines of that because like you shouldn't be scared of strangers for the most part, you know, it's just like, yeah, that's but, a good point. You know, yeah. like how many times do you go to the grocery store and there's just everyone, you don't know any of these people. Maybe, you know, a few of them, but it's like, you don't yeah. know any of these people. And it's like, I shouldn't be scared of them. But because of like the way, I guess you could say, like, I just, we are as a society. It's always just like, why the fuck is that lady? And been in a smile yeah. twice yeah. as me. Like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. she also, maybe she just really needs, fucking rice and beans as well uh, right right you know? yes um, yep. or or i gotta run to the other aisle i better grab my purse <laughs> yes yeah 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 because that because that person is in the aisle with me 12 feet away and they're definitely a petty thief like no yes. not like <laughs> that's where our brain goes and yeah and and so like and part of the movie too. So like I you, you know I mentioned up front where it's like oh what are the scary thing is this like relationship, um, but like mm-hmm. I you know I think it's safe to say from all of us that you know Christian you know probably one of the worst characters in this movie. And we are talk we are also talking about a movie yes, that yeah. features a cast full of like uh, a weird occult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's also like if if you just break it down to this like they a lot of those characters are especially christian's friends our are just standard college dudes yeah yeah but even that like they represent something bad yes like like they shouldn't there shouldn't be anything about them that is triggering or um or even interesting because yeah. they're they're not necessarily interesting people. Not at all. Um, they, but there is something inherently bad about them. There's something wrong in each one of them, and I I think that's a credit to to Ari Aster and and his writing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like speci- specifically, what's his friend's name? Mike. Yeah, specifically, Mike. Yeah. Like he is very much a character written for a movie because I think, I think it's safe Mm -hmm. to say all of us, we know someone like this, but they are not this level of vocal to where like, they're just going out of their way to be an asshole. Yes. Right. Yeah. It'd be a lot more passive aggressive behavior. Mark, a lot more passive aggressive behavior. Um, just a douche. (laughs) Yeah. Like one of those. So I, I understand like part of me is like, I get why they would kind of be like uh, a little fuddy duddy about like, dude, come on. Like your girlfriend's coming with this. Like, cause one, mm-hmm. she should not be going on this. Like she's still grieving, you know, Danny, mm-hmm. the intensely. So it, yeah, intensely still grieving. And it's just like from, and I get it. She, she lost everyone else. And the only person left is her boyfriend. So she, she, yep. you know, wants to be around, but she also does not want to. And we all, we tend to do this as people where it's like, where we want, we want help, but we mm. don't want to ask for it. And it's one of those, no, 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 it's okay. I mean, if you want me to come like, sure. And it's like, well, come on, read the room, Danny. He does not, you know, like, yes. Yeah. Right. Like if this guy bought his ticket to a, a international trip and at, you accidentally found out, like, come on, kind of read the room. But 
with, with Danny as a whole, Danny as a character, how do you guys feel about her? Um, because like I mentioned, like I, I sympathize with her, you know, but yeah. um, there definitely are some characteristics where I'm just like, like, you know, specifically with her sister, with that yeah. relationship, I'm like, there might have, you know, where Christian mentions, he's like, yeah, you, you might have, he doesn't say it this way, but like coddled her a little bit too much. And I mean, yeah. rightfully so, but like, Ashley, how do you, how do you feel about Danny's character just kind of as a whole? Yeah. Yeah. Give the female perspective. Um, it's far more interesting. It's far more interesting. So she is, I mean, she's of course grieving, but she is, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word this. Um, there really isn't, oh my gosh, I don't know how to say what I want to say. Um, it's almost as if she was meant, like, while it's, of course she should definitely read the room, no matter what she was supposed to go. She was, it was, this was her destiny. So in the universe of, of all of this happening, it was, this is, this is where she was meant to, to be. This is, this was all meant to happen. Um, and whether, uh, I don't know how I do, do you think, do you, do, do you think that like Danny, like there, there was something cosmic at work? Absolutely. Okay. <clears throat> I do. You um, think that was the intent of the story? Yes, okay. I do. And it all snowballs from, from what happened to her family mm-hmm. and her boyfriend being so shitty. Like that's just, it was all supposed to happen. Like she was, like, uh, you know, her smile at the end is like, okay, yeah, this was trauma leading to fate. Yes. Yeah. And she is, while she is very damaged, like, I mean, that damage comes from, I, I don't necessarily think it is from her family. It is, but it isn't. I think it more comes from her boyfriend. And his mistreatment and like, she doesn't necessarily, I don't want to say she doesn't know any better, but she thinks that that's okay. Um, because she doesn't have anyone else. Or she, I see, I feel like it's like, she's just like, uh, resolved to the issue. Yeah. 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 This this is our relationship. This is how he he processes because he does show some some glimmers of kindness he does care he does genuinely care i i think he does but i think he has bad influences from his friends which is you know never a good thing and it's he just lets it snowball into like do I really care about this person? Yes, I do. Do I want to be there for them? Yes, I do. But ultimately I don't like, I want to, I want to do the things that I want to do. I, you know, I don't want to have to take care of. He likes the idea. Of yeah. He likes the idea more. of her and, and being there for her, but he genuinely doesn't want to. And she is, you know, 
she just doesn't really know like how to, how to process all of it because she, she's never been shown that kindness. Um, and she's always kind of had to worry and take care of, of her sister and, um, probably her family just in general. And, you know, she just does what she has to do. That, it's not until she, that's you. That's how, that's why you're saying that you grew up the same way. For sure. And it's not until she meets this, this community of people that she's like, Oh, I can have people that actually show kindness and, and compassion and, and kind of rally around people even, you know, as crazy as it is, <laughs> she finds that comforting. No, de- definitely. I-, I can see that specifically in kind of like talking about Christian and her relationship. Like there's the, you know, one of the first things that he says about her is like, well, he wants to break up with her, but he doesn't know if he's able to get her back, which kind of shows that like yeah. even like in his mind, it's, it's kind of like, well, I'll, I'll go do what I want. And yes. then, uh, then when you know he's yeah. either gotten bored or, or misses her, he'll he'll go ahead yeah. and get her back. Um, Dave, what about you? How do you feel about the character of Danny? So I, I look at it a little differently. So I, I like I like what Wes said when he said she's kind of just settled and mm-hmm. she's resolved to her situation. But I really think like her transition from. I'll say from her secular life to her life yeah. with with the new community. Yep. They're almost mirrors of each other. So like she yeah. she exists kind of in uh her boyfriend's world. Like whatever he said. She she's like, that's fine. And like there there's a time where they show up and they he forgot her birthday and she goes, it's, it's my fault. I didn't remind him to remember yes. about my birthday. And right. there, there's a lot of this. Um, she defers to him, even though you could tell, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he can be thoughtless, maybe a little self-centered, which are not great traits, obviously, but I don't think it, it's out of, I want to treat her like shit. And, and, you know, it's like Ashley said, he, there's glimmers of, of a human, like a nice yeah. person. He's just stuck in his own conflict. And part of that is Danny's in the middle of it. Yep. But yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I will say, um, I, I view this through the lens of like, like religion or like, like religious cults. She gets there. And then there's also another level of deceit in order to get her to kind of fall in line with what they need as the May queen. Yes. Uh, only in this instance, the, the power dynamics kind of flipped where she's the important one. And, you know, instead of her boyfriend forgetting her birthday, they shower her with praise and they, they celebrate her, but there still is like an element of deceitful power to get her there. Right. Like, yeah, Absolutely. Like, like, what was there? It was it kismet. Was it like cosmic? Uh, you know, conspiring to get her there. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that it's to her benefit. Um, and and by the yeah. end, you know, spoiler alert. You know, she watches her boyfriend burn in the barn, and then she gets like this smile. It like I look at it often as like you'll see a lot of church people 
and you see a lot of weird things in the church, but it it's fine. It's comforting. It, it, it offers you, you know, the, the thought of, oh, if I die, I continue and I will be received into the right. heavenly host. That's comforting. So I'll deal with all the, you know, I'll deal with like this church trying to take my money or people trying to manipulate me in certain ways because if, in the end, I'm made to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so she, I, I think by the end, she's she's almost in the same situation she was with Christian, except it's more doting. It's a different type of control to her. Um, right. She, she seems to have more control over it. If that. Yeah. 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 She, she's more of a willing participant than yeah. being dragged along. Than being dragged along. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, I think what Dave's saying too about Danny, because that is how I see Danny is at the end of the day, all of those traits you listed, those are human traits. Yeah. Those yeah. are just parts of who we are. We're complicated animals. And Danny is Danny is a, just an average human. That's there is nothing significant or remarkable about Danny. Right. He's, he is selfish. He is not sure how to deal with grief and pain when she? it's not not or not Danny. I'm sorry. Um, Christian. Christian. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I meant. Um, Christian is, he's just average. Like he's, there's nothing remarkable, remarkable about this guy. And he's, he has this girlfriend who it's a weird relationship anyway. And she is, she is just in, from my vantage point, just her identity is based on whatever Christian decides he's going to do because she's just too tired to try and do anything else. And, and he ultimately, like you take Danny out of this situation Christian is like every other fucking average person walking the planet, going through yeah. the same motions, uh, struggling with with dealing with loss and grief and conflict in uh, all the same things that we all fuck up. Um, but there's an elevated level to it because now we've taken them out of the bubble of their normal, that normal scenario they've been in. We've added traumatic death. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to pluck you out of there. We're going to place you in a foreign country amongst a culture you know nothing about. <laughs> and that's where that's where I think the natural order of humans and the complicated order of humans are exposed in a much different light. Because in any other instance, what's going on between them, couples go through that shit all the time. Yeah. You've put them in a different scenario where it's seen through a different lens where she's dealt with this with Danny's dealt with this with Christian, seemingly their entire relationship as we're led to believe. And then you're placed in a scenario where people are, are treating life differently. They're treating community differently. They're treating interaction differently. Christian doesn't look average anymore. He looks He's a he's a snake now. He right. he looks like he, he you get a side eye. You know, it's not it, it's not normal. And Danny is I feel like throughout the film, Danny is having these minor revelations that lead to the big climax. Yeah. She has these these moments that she deals with at home, but now in this setting, they look much worse. They look much worse. And she has she feels like she has they've given her more of a backbone, a support system. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's, and that's what, something that she's lacking as well as, is, is 
is friendship mm. because yeah. she relies solely on a partner that is, you know, uncaring and he's just not connected. Yeah. 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 And he doesn't, you know, she doesn't have anyone else to, to, to lift her up. So she goes there and, you know, like we don't see a single friend. Of no, hers. not a single one. And, uh, you know, of course she's going to latch on to these people because, you know, they're showing care and support and, and a Empathy. weird, a weird form of love that they, you know, don't, <laughs> they have no explanation. Look, for. Sometimes eating sometimes love is eating pubes and, yeah. and, and menstrual fluid. Look, I don't, I don't uh, make yeah. the rules of love. It's a coven. <laughs> so, well, I, I will also say too, you know, when you're someone like Danny and you're experiencing this unbearable amount of grief and also we don't really see her before that time. So we don't know right. if she was yeah. slightly depressed before, you know, right. she was prone to sad thoughts, but you know, especially with like recent events of, of people passing and stuff like that, you know, we've, we've been constantly encouraging people reach out, mm -hmm. have a support system. Right. And, but for her, it's easy for her to say, I have a support. System. I have a boyfriend and I have all his friends and, you know, right. and you're really not getting that. So you're not seeking mm -hmm. anything outside of like your little bubble. Right. Um, but yeah, like clearly Christian's, you know, disassociated a little bit and all the friends are like, don't bring her like, so right. there's no God. love loss between them. And then I, I also got to like, I was just thinking about it. So like, you know, she's, she's grieving the loss of her sister and her parents, but then she shows up in Sweden and watches this elderly couple celebrated <laughs> and then they jump off willingly, like to, Oh. it's already incepting this idea of, oh, in this community, you know, death is not such a heartbreaking thing. Mm -hmm. It's celebrated. You know, yeah. So it's that's celebrated. how she, th that's how sh she can work through the trauma better that right. way because she's seeing it differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also she lost her sister, but then she's in this community. And as the May queen, she gained a whole host of sisters there. Right. Sisters, right. Yep. She's exclaiming and she's grieving and she's screaming and they're in sync with her. Like it's, it's something that she hasn't experienced back at home. And it's all these like little tiny things that are just, they're starting to form these building blocks of, I think I'm better here than I am there. Right. Mm -hmm. Replacing, replacing the broken versions of those. Right. With something, albeit entirely different, but it seems to be working. Yes. It's, and it's for, it's a familiarity thing, right? Yeah. Like you said, Dave, like she goes from one sister who, who is, who only knew pain and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. To she dozens and dozens of sisters who are, who are loving and doting and parents, the same thing of like watching the two, the, the two old people that, that whole ceremony, which is, some of the most abrupt violence you're going to encounter yes. in recent memory in terms of film. Um, I remember the first time we watched it and we both were like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but, and then there's this like nervous laughter because you realize after that, like, Oh, I don't know how to process traumatic death either. Yeah. I, because I just like, I laughed a little bit like, what the fuck was that? 
that's an example of the same thing Danny and the, those kids went through was like, oh, God, we don't know how to process trauma and death on a level that a lot of people in the world actually have to see on a regular basis, which is fucked up as well. Right. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that specific scene because one of the things I like to ask when just talking about this movie in general is at what point do you fucking do you, you know, say, all right, I'm good. Peace. Because to me, that is the point. Like that should have been. And that is not for me. Mm -hmm. Like the beginning was more like, Oh God, like seeing how her sister killed herself and killed her parents. Like that was like, but also you hated you right away the first time we saw it you were like this like fuck him he's bad this is bad like you're saying like yeah well no i i I meant yeah i meant within that community if you're brought into yeah if you're brought to sweden for this at what point are you like "Mm, no because there's also (laughs) you know there's also the scene where and it happens people just start disappearing and they're like oh he left. Yeah, he uh-huh. left, and he t- and it's He'll like no, no, yeah. no. If they, <laughs> like Dave would not just disappear. Dave would not just get up and be like, "All right, I, I'm I'm going to be gone yeah. for a while. I'm not taking my phone or, or any form of communication." Yep. That's the one point where it's like, "Nope, sorry, I'm I'm out of yeah. here." What about for you guys? I'm very concerned that I would not like. I would see that happen. I'd be like, "Okay, okay, so all right." But you also have a very fucked up family dynamic like right. Danny. So, so yeah, I wonder yeah. if that's So I'm a loser to a cult one day is what we're learning here. No. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't think that would I mean, of course, I would have the same reaction, but I I don't know. I don't That's <laughs> I'd have the same reaction that they all had watching that happen. But if you watch her in that scene, she's trying to comfort other people. Right. That are kind of freaking out because it's not that, you know, I mean, she saw, she saw her parents and her sister, you know, I think she's just kind of like, all right, everyone just calm down. It's going to be okay. I think this is, this is okay. But I think to your point, Scrump, like that is the, that, that scene is a really good litmus test of like, what's, what is the, what is the final straw for us? And right. we've, we've seen, if there's anything we've learned in the last two years in this country is there, well, really, if we go back to the beginning of the Trump administration, we don't know anymore. Like, we don't have a final straw in this country. That's, I think, what we've learned is, like, where is the point where we push back from the table and go, that's too much. We got to go. This is too far. We got to get <laughs> right. out of here. Um, and we've learned over the last five years, just here in America, like, the, the, the goalposts move a lot more and a lot faster than they used to. Um, I, I, are we seeing things like that? We, like, no, but. But there's a sense of like being desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's definitely desensitized to. By the trauma. By the, yeah. By the trauma. Yeah. Of course. Dave, what so, about you? Dave, oh. what about you at what point? Because I know just again, from knowing Dave, he is someone who can who can take his level of weirdness. Is, <laughs> yeah, is yeah, how I'll yeah. put it. You know, like at, at what I point, mean, Dave, are you just? I mean, to me, there's like 
there's like a Hollywood answer, like the macho answer. I'm like, yeah, I totally stay. I'm not scared of that. Right. And there is an element of that. Like I'll admit, I, I look at gore stuff all the time, like real gore stuff. And I'm very desensitized to it. <laughs> Again, I'm not watching, you know, ISIS beheadings right in front of me. But like, if I was there and I saw that, it, it really, so the way they present it in the movie, the the people come up and they say, no, 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 this isn't what you think. This is like, it's a cultural thing. This is what we do. This, right. is, like, this is not like, we didn't murder old people. They, they willingly chose to do that. Yeah. And I mean, part of the horror was the old guy, you know, diving feet first and smashing his legs and then they had to bro (laughs) (laughs) that takes the the whole situation and then doubles it like yeah had they both swan dived you could almost say there's something poetic about it i guess right right um and it all really depends on how the people of the village react and i think if they're like no 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 this is this is fine that went that went bad but i promise you it's not like that it's a great honor and that's, I, think I, I probably would have stayed. I, and that's the other thing. I would not want to, I would be far more concerned with offending, offending. anyone, especially yeah. like being brought into this scenario of, you know, they want you, you know, they want you to see their culture and blah, blah, blah. I <sighs> would feel horrified to right. leave in horror it because has, of what they're doing, as opposed to just being like, okay, yeah. this is the, we just need to watch and learn and understand <laughs> well, I think and that's a, that's a facet ahead, of, of us as humans too mm-hmm. is our politeness like yes. you see mm. you see like candid camera type shows and, and like stuff like borat like how far do you take absurdity in the name of politeness you're and you know there's a lot of times you'll see like the craziest stuff on these tv shows and then people just act like it's not there because <laughs> they don't want to be to the rude to the guy being an yeah. ass in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so there, there's an element of that. That's always one of those things where, so I'm, I'm a big fan of impractical jokers and mm. a big thing will always be, you know, they're in their earpiece and they're like, all right, Wes, now tell them you want an ass and bologna sandwich. Do it, do it. And, yeah. you know, and then like, and they won't be able to do it. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Like I would a hundred percent be able to do that. But then you think about it really like yeah. when you're in those situations, like there's no way, <laughs> You like you actually could, and which is why I think you know, like you mentioned, like, like Borat or, or even to me, like in like it is fun just seeing how humans react, like on a comedic level, because there are like more yeah. serious, uh, you know, like versions of that. Um, but like kind of to one of yeah. your points, Ashley, about like not wanting to offend anyone. I think it's like, well, how do you make sure that you're not offending? You know, like you might think. You know that you're yeah. you're you're just you're just inquisitive and you want to learn more about their history and they're like we're going to kill you in our library. Well, yeah. and so it could have flipped oh, too. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Like if they would have maybe left in horror and 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 overreacted and not. I I mean they did. I I don't want to say that they didn't overreact, but if they would have like tried to do something quickly. They may have just been like, nope, you can't leave because yeah. you this can't get out. Yeah. This is what we're doing here. True. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, that, but I also think outside of that death ritual, nothing egregious happened outside of 
the guests acting like assholes, like peeing on the tree or trying to read the yes. sacred book, like outside of like they got consequences for that. Um, or or Chris, I guess Christian was the only one that was really targeted for who he was, mm-hmm. along right. with Annie. But like outside of that, it might have just been we have a couple great meals with some some weird protocol. Uh, enjoy the company of other people with a different culture. And then, oh, we've got our May Queen. She decides to stay. I, I, I guess Christian would have been burned at the end, no matter what. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like all the creepy, quote unquote, scary stuff that happened was to people that uh, like breached etiquette, I guess you would say. Like they, Those, they did. Yes. They did. They were assholes. You know? I, I agree. I, I see the rest of the crew, those deaths. Those are standard horror movie tropes. Like yeah. you'd brought up at the beginning of the episode, Scrump. Um, those deaths are more like consequences have actions. Yeah. Uh, or uh, actions have consequences. You had that backwards. Um, <laughs> your, your behavior will dictate um, an outcome in a good or bad way. So their mistakes led to their demise. And that is just a standard horror movie trope. It's a storytelling trope. But yeah. hor- horror movies have used that forever. Slasher movies, it's, you know, you, like in Scream, that, where he goes through the rules. Like, that is genuinely, like, if you look at the formulaic setup to a lot of horror movies, that is usually what it is, is uh, mistakes and bad behavior lead to your death. Those are, it's almost like a separate story being told because like you said, Dave, there's, there are these spikes of like really traumatic uh, scenes, but there's a lot of like benign, not, you know, nothing egregious, nothing huge happening, but they're just, just very beautiful scenery. (laughs) Yeah. But with these peppered in with these mistakes that lead to the death of the rest of those people. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost creepy how benign some of it is. Yes. Like that that's what builds the suspense. You're like, something's gonna happen. This is too normal. Right. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Like, or as normal as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do <clears throat> like and, and so we mentioned, you know, the ending of this movie obviously work uh, you know, with the bear suit, which is always fun because when you go to these cons, there's not that many people in as bear suits as much as I thought like, Oh, this would be a popular one. You see more people dressed as like the May queen, which is like such uh, yeah. an elaborate costume to put together, but some people really pull it off. And, um, <clears throat> the one scene in particular that like, whenever I would like rewatch this, it's just, so when they have Christian having sex, uh, you know, in, in this group <laughs> setting, how it's like, a wild fucking wait, scene, yeah, man. The, but only and like it only makes it wilder that one Danny is just like, hey, what's this random place over here? Like it was always just one of those like, again, maybe at this point we're dealing with some more kind of occult things, or she has maybe a sort of sixth yes. sense about this. That, and yes, I think she does. This is the cosmic aspect mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, yeah. like the, 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 that actually that you kind of brought up because I, you know, I very much feel this is this is the final form for her to come out of this chrysalis of hers and, you know, and, yeah. and, and fully into whatever new form it is that she is in, because, um, although he doesn't, he doesn't actually die, you know, like the person that it, it's one of those things where like the person that she 
that she kind of thought he was is like okay well no clearly if this trip has taught me anything is that like i had a perception of this person you know expectation versus reality and um i feel like again oftentimes we we try to look past those things you know like we'll be like no well you know what this person yeah he or she is kind of a jerk but like they mean well and again for the most part sometimes in life you can kind of just coast on like eh, it's fine i just you know i talk to this person here or there or you know maybe they post some uh, some things on Facebook that I don't necessarily agree with, but hey, whatever. And I very yep. much feel with her. Again, you mentioned Wes, like by all accounts, we're led to believe this is cert- this is a certain dynamic in their relationship, and that's just kind of how it is. And whether or not we agree with it, it is it is what's worked for them, what works right. for them. You know, like clearly, it is more. Like at certain times, I felt like the old like ah oh, nagging wife trope because just yes instead of yeah. instead of just speaking up he is just so he is so afraid to speak up that there will never be proper communication um right. yeah you know but again when he gets picked you know to be burned alive and you know like as you mentioned like the, the smile on her face there is like a sense of relief um it's like good good for yeah. her uh-huh. you know yeah. and, and, and not even in a like all men are all men are bad i mean they no. are but it's, it's it's more so like, good <laughs> because this person like I I would never be I don't know how I would be able to um grieve as calmly as she did. I know. <laughs> and, and and as much as you can call it calmly, you know, yeah, like clear, yeah. clearly in as much as she has a you know, she has a therapist, she has a boyfriend, like she is still just not wanting to fully express herself and to to see, you know, the, the joy in her face of just like I'm at least the way I always taken it is like this is her kind of finally just burning the last remnants of that she's life. taken on her Just final relief. form yeah, yeah like a yeah. like a okay i can i can it, be a little bit more i can be myself mm-hmm. i can but it's coming out on the uh, it, it's a discovery of who she actually is too like she's yeah. coming out on the other side of of uh, the most traumatic things that have ever happened to her she's coming out of you know we'll say the end of her relationship <laughs> <laughs> uh but she's coming out on the other side of it, a stronger person. And I think like there is, there is definitely like, as weird as this might sound, there is a hopeful message in (laughs) Midsommar in a way where like we are, we can overcome trauma. We can overcome adversity and we'll have scars and calluses, but those will be, those are going to be representative of something that happened in our past that made us a better person. Yes. Yeah. For her, it became she became the May Queen, which you know, I mean, that's... she became the May Queen, and she has a support system, mm. which she didn't have. Really, you sound like this <laughs> is like a lifestyle well, that you're you're down I, with. I mean, and I find it so concerning. See it more as see it like I like I said, it's a coven. See it more as a uh, as a as a witch coven as opposed to a cult. You know, I mean, they're you know. It's different words, different meanings. You can wrap <laughs> it up any way you meaning. want there, David Koresh. It sounds like a cult. That's why, why it's so hard for me to describe her because I do see a lot of her in myself and the way that my family, like, just 
the same. It's very, it's very, similar very elements, similar. Yeah. And yeah. it's so, it's just hard to, you know, you see that, like, I don't want to see you burn alive in a, in a bear suit. Absolutely not. not. Yeah. But I want, you know, I think it's important that it's important to work that trauma to, you know, to, to work, work through that trauma and have people that are willing to, to lift you up and, and, and help you and live in it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just fucking sit in it and cry it out and scream it out, whatever, you know, whatever they, whatever they need to do, but it's, that's, that's important. Dave, what do you say? And it is hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for me, seeing, seeing her transformation from Danny to the May queen, it reminded me actually a lot of toward the end of the Joker when he's in there with, uh, with Murray and up to that point, he decided life is not worth living. I'm going to shoot myself in front of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then there's a moment of recognition where he goes, wait a second. These guys are making fun of me. I'm just going to kill that guy. And you, you almost see that in her. She's like, she comes to this realization where Christian is a piece of shit. I've, I've seen him. He's just being unfaithful to me. Like right as I'm having this, awakening about myself and he doesn't care at all about me and then she makes the decision you know you either pick one of the people here or you pick christian to burn you know in the house and she picks christian and then at the end you see her smile she she has just gone through it you know it's a demented version of this but like a real catharsis like literally she's burning the thing that's like the anchor around her neck she's like i'm getting rid of that yeah and you you don't feel bad for him because he, he was kind of a shit the whole movie, right? And, and absolutely, again, it's, it's one of those tropes. This is the ultimate consequence of all of his actions, right? Mm-hmm. And so, as the viewer, we're we're rooting for her to come out the other side of this whole traumatic event better. And she, you know, in her mind, at that point, she is better. Like all the all the stain, all the black, you know, dark marks on her soul. She's just she's burned the effigy of it yes. and now she's going to go on to like a new chapter. So, you know, again, do, do I think her being in that group is a net good maybe for her personally, but I think still she's, she's a little bit of a pawn in whatever their cult is, Yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's working for her to her benefit. And yeah. so I, I guess for Danny, the character, I'm fine with it. Like she seems happy. <laughs> she, she's got nothing tying her back home. Yeah. And, no. And there's people that under, and there's also this comfort. She's the May Queen now, but there'll be another. Yeah. And yeah. Now she, yes. Part. She's part of this time-honored process that, like, it's worked. And these guys yes. seem happy with whatever they're doing, as weird as it is to us culturally. And there, there's comfort in that routine. Yeah. And I, it's something she got to choose her family. Yeah. 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 And you know. Yeah. And, and while they may be complete. Well, they, it, well, she was chosen. <laughs> she was definitely to be a chosen, member of their family to a degree. But she right? also, you know, she also feels like she she got to choose. He gladly accepted the invitation. Yes. 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 Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Scrump said something that I don't want to admit. I, I want to make sure that we do hit on while we while we're discussing this element of it. 
what do you accept in a relationship and accept in a person that like, yeah, I know they said that. Yeah. They, they're, yeah, they, they, they say the all lives matter thing, but you know, it's okay. They don't have, we don't have to have the same views or how much do you accept in a relationship or a friendship with somebody? What are you willing to let slide before you go? Fuck that. That is, that stands in direct opposition of everything I, I am about. And I believe in. what is the threshold that you are willing to accept in, in any sort of relationship being intimate partners Mm -hmm. or a friendship before you finally say like, no, I can't allow that in my life anymore. Right. And Danny continues to see like, Danny sees the, 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 Danny didn't see it was the worst parts of Christian until they were placed in that scenario. Yeah. Right. Or, or at least she, she wasn't willing to come to terms with the worst parts of Christian. She couldn't. No, no, no. But yeah. I think like in that light, you're, and I think that's another cool thing too about the whole thing being in daylight is, is it, it is a metaphor for like put it all under that under under a, a new light and you're gonna see the you're gonna see human beings and yeah. the people in your life in a much different way, and I I, I didn't want to miss that because Scrump you did bring up something that is affect has affected people in a pretty significant way in the last five years like what do you what do you when is enough enough with the people right. in your life. Where is the line that is no longer acceptable to you with sometimes people and their actions? A, sometimes it takes a while. Look, I mean, you look at you with yeah. the situation with your father. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, sometimes you meet the woman of your dreams and then she tells you her mom's a cop and you go, "Ah, well, you know." Uh, you know. It's a good it's a good thing they don't listen to my podcast and hear my my strongly <laughs> my strong my strong opinions on on police. Uh Wes, Ashley, thank you guys for again for joining us for this episode. I believe it was like last year possibly that you know when i was like we're gonna talk midsummer and we're gonna bring i think so to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we've been this for a while yeah, yeah. Man, i know how much of a fan ashley is of midsummer that's why i was like when we're at that convention and i was just like <laughs> all right i was like i gotta get this like midsummer print i love it. it it's so beautiful i love it i cannot i gotta find a frame i i have to have to get i have to have a gold frame mm-hmm. and then it'll go in. Oh yeah. But, well, yeah, we should say Berto bought Ashley yeah. a, a Midsmart print. I love it. Thank and, you so much. Yeah. I love it. No, of course. <laughs> um, Wes, Ashley, if people want to hear more, Ashley, if people want to hear more about you guys, what website could they go to, to, uh, you know, to hear some more? I got, I, I gotta, uh, I gotta Jesus go. I don't know. <laughs> if they want to, if they want to know more and want to know what that bullshit's about, <laughs> they can hear us every Wednesday. Uh, our show's called Why Did We Ever Meet? Uh, available wherever you get your podcast from every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Uh, we are a part of the Jabroni U podcast network who love you guys. We talk about that, you know, like we, there's the, the shows that are on the network, but then there's those, those shows that are our friends and we all say PWT cast, this ends at prom, Marty and Sarah, like they, they aren't on the network, but they're our friends and family. Uh, but visit jabroniu.com. You can find out more and uh, follow us on, uh, on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that shit. Why did we have, just look up, why did we ever meet? And we'll pop up. You'll see the, you'll see the purple with the, tri- with the question mark and you'll know it's us. So. <laughs> 
All right, you guys. Well, thank you for joining us this episode. And hey, Halloween, you know, Halloween is only another, uh, what is it, 360 something days away. So, yeah, you know, you guys will become a staple here uh, for the Halloween (laughs) season. Let's hope Ari Aster puts out another really fucked up movie that we could all talk about. With, with, uh, uh, interestingly enough, uh, Dave mentioned The Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is uh, is in his next movie. Oh, so yeah. Okay. Right, well. <laughs> before before we wrap up, can I say one thing? This movie one has a lot of horrific imagery in it. Um, yes, it does. You know, I, I like that it's an allegory for growth and for uh, you know finding peace with yourself. But you know, yes. we see we see elderly people smashing themselves to their death. We see. Uh, some guy wearing some other guy's face. We see people burning in a barn. But to me, the most horrific, brain-searing image that this movie ever gave us was that old lady pushing on Christian's butt cheeks to help him have sex. Yes! Yeah. Boy, oh boy. That will that will ruin erections for... <laughs> Boner killer. Yeah. Uh, just anyway. th- that, that is easily, for me, that is the most, like... Uh, did like uncomfortable scene in the entire movie <laughs> without question. Yeah. One, I'm not like they mentioned how old she is. Right. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah. It's yeah. It's just like, I don't know how old she is. I don't know. I don't know what the consensual laws are. The con- laws of consent are in Sweden. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, Yeah. You know, yeah. but then yeah, there's the room full of other naked, like older <laughs> women, just like stare, like make making these grunting noises to go in sync with hers, and then yeah, when she starts pushing him, I'm like, that's the point where it's like, all right, like I can, I know what I'm doing, lady. Let's just. I just, just want to say when I saw that, I felt hands on my butt cheeks, and then my penis immediately went inside my body, and. And didn't come out till next uh, midsummer. So. Oh yeah, no, it's uh, yes. Yeah. So you watch that that scene, and you're just like, well, no well, sex for well, me ever I'm again. Done. That's. I'm good. <laughs> all right. Well, that's let's... the power of women. It's the power <laughs> of witches. Yeah. Well, let's all hope that at our, uh, you know, when we're fulfilling our most our, our most carnal desires, that there's no strange woman that comes up behind you and grabs your bum, unless you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey. <laughs> about perspective if it's consensual (laughs) all right guys with that we'll go out so have fun with that imagery in your head yeah (laughs) thank you again to the wonderful wes and ashley allen for that um yeah again man like i don't fucking blame her for fucking picking him to go in that bear suit yeah and oddly enough it just struck me that we're doing a Halloween movie based on a movie, which in the title of it is about the middle of summer. <laughs> yeah. Not very Halloweeny, but in spirit and in theme, very scary. I mean, listen, much yeah. like I said in the beginning of that episode, the scariest thing to me about that movie is being in a relationship in which you don't know when to leave and neither of you will leave each other. And instead you sit there and go on a vacation in which you both clearly don't want to go on and it ends with you being burned alive in a bear suit. You know? It's oddly specific. 
but yeah. I like it. Yeah. Uh, no, again, yeah, love talking with them. Love them. Uh, you know, uh, best wishes to them and everyone in their family. You know, they are going through a little bit of a thing right now. I'm sure they'll talk about it on their podcast. We won't talk about it on ours, but uh, love, love everyone there uh, over at the, you know, in the Allen Club. Um, Dave, and this... This has probably been a little bit of a, a longer episode than most people yeah. are, are accustomed to. Again, um, this will be going up a little bit later Monday only because I don't have my laptop with me. Yeah, and I got to make the graphic once we touch down. Um, we do got to read the Patreon stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We'll, we'll give a, go ahead and, get, and give a quick shout out to the pages of the show. Because Bro, of like, course, don't tell me what to do. I know. <laughs> if I like, if I were sick, do you, would you be able to like, like, let's say I got like ill. You know, and do you think you'd be able to do the show with like cousin Jeremy? No, no. Like, would you would you mm-hmm. be able to take charge for like a week if mm-hmm. it was just one episode? No, nope. Jeremy. Do, would you do you think you've listened to this podcast enough? Of course, cousin Jeremy in the room with us as we are roommates. Um, fucking gravel machine over here. You'll understand why I call him that. The Rock Lord. Did, yeah, the Rock Lord over here. Korg over here. <laughs> if I got like deathly ill for like a week, and I was like, Jeremy, I can't do the podcast. Would you, do you think you would be able to fill in for me and as far as do the intro, you know, bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Do all that stuff. Sure. Bing, bong. What's going down, guys? <laughs> You're a friend of the cousin show. Cousin Jeremy here. Friend of your show. Oh, the dester I'm getting from Berta right now. I think I just got fired you before bing, I even got bing, hired. Bing, ding, 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 <laughs> No, the thing is, you're legitimately the glue that holds the show together, Berto, because you have all the equipment, one. I can teach you how to use the equipment. Ah, that's too much learning. <laughs> and then also, you know, you're doing all the editing and stuff. Um, you know, I just show up like a flipping ass and go, hey, ooh. <laughs> but um, I don't know how to do any of this shit, so. Like, looking at you tweaking buttons, I'm like, how do you remember all those stupid buttons? I, I hope all this works. I hope pretty good, yeah. Listen, I, I hope. We're, we're on mute right now. <laughs> Berto, are you trying to say that you're, you're trying to retire from this podcast? Jeremy, I hope to die with this microphone in my hand. <laughs> yeah, Listen, there's fair. there's two ways that I want to die if I die. Three. One, in my sleep. Two, on top of a woman. Three, with this microphone in my hand. I feel like you can get two out of three on that one. You can get three out of three. You could fall asleep on top of a woman <laughs> doing a podcast. Yeah. That'd be an interesting and somehow, podcast. <laughs> somehow those wires got crossed. Yeah. yeah. All the equipment got wet. <laughs> gross yeah that that would be yeah it would be the way i would go out if i went out yeah. you know i mean i also listen i also live a very sedentary lifestyle and have a very poor diet so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i might not be either of those it might be like a heart attack yeah i've eaten so my the way i've eaten on this fucking trip and i'm sure you guys can attest to it for yourselves mm-hmm. unsupervised 12 year old at a buffet i've been eating salads this whole time so i've been disappointed at how piggish you guys have been acting. Oh, my God. I've been eating... Ice cream for breakfast? I've been Get eating real. trash, and I've been drinking so much soda. <sighs> my body's going to go through withdrawals yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I'm just pissing sludge at this moment. This is really gross, guys. But Yeah, sorry for being a little bit graphic, but again, it is... Sea madness. Sea uh, madness is starting to seep in. Um, very quickly, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to, to the... Uh, to the uh, patrons of the show, uh, Clifford Fraser, Jesse Kohlenberg, our little buddy, Mark Villanueva, Joshua Davis, the invincible man himself, Ryan Mears, our man, Neil Flanagan, Shannon Howenick, Jonathan Mayer, Hot Topic Joe, Ryan Crossley, Taffy, Taffy Waffy, Vivian, Anthony Torres, Brandon from New Jersey, WH Park, John Cena, my godfather, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Shout out, Jesus. Uh, 
Why'd you do it weird? Yeah, why'd you do it? Isn't this the radio show? Put the show? microphone down. Uh, Brad Dorn. Don't put that microphone down, Jeremy. Put it down. It'll beat Dorn. Don't put it down. Put it down. <laughs> our boy Moises Garcia, Sean Levine, Eric Campbell, uh, Katie Fabe, and of course, our man Steve Feast. Thank you again, guys. Thank you again for listening. Uh, again, the Jericho Cruise episode will be coming out next week. It'll be some might sort be of. Two. It might be two. Still trying to figure that out. Uh, and then this Friday for the Patreon, we'll have an episode of uh, Scrump and Sinks, uh family video, of course, talking about Kevin Smith's 2014 Tusk. If you want to sign up, there's, you know, go ahead and sign up. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash PWTCast. We did an episode of uh, Forrest Gump with Cousin Jeremy himself here. And uh, you can go back and listen to that as well. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's yeah. basically an autobiography. Yeah. I just kept running. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you got magic legs. <laughs> what? Sugar water. <laughs> Sugar water. I can't do it. That'll make sense in about a week, you guys. Uh, for the PWT guys, you guys, I've been Scrump. This is Dave. And it's, oh, wait. <laughs> I've been Scrump. This is Steak. This is Jeremy. No, you're supposed to do Kenny Omega be dumb. Do it again. I got, I got yelled at from last the top, time. From the top. This is, for the PWT guests, you guys, I've been Scrump. This is Stink. And this is friend of the show, Kenny Omega. Friend of your show. Friend of your show. I got yelled at last time I did it that way. For the PWT guests, you guys, I've been Scrump. This is Stink. And this is friend of your show, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega here. Friend of the show. We've run out of things to say here at the PWT cast. And so, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye and good night. Bang, bang.